Hey, James. Yeah, I, this is about Lazaro. It, I feel like it's been six months, and I think that he's. I think he's just dodging me. Are you? I can't. You're gonna have to get out of there. Are you at a party right now? Yeah. No, this is serious. I need you to get get another room. Get another room. Yes. Yes, I've called. Yes, I called both numbers. I'm not. I'm not calling his mom. That's that's embarrassing. I just want to talk to the guy. You know, we did the podcast together, and then he disappeared. And he's some. He's on a trip in Europe or something, like visiting the the king. At a, I don't. I didn't even know he knew King Charles, but apparently he does. Well, I just have some creative things to talk about, some ideas about. I don't think it's out of the ordinary to talk to the man. You know, it's not really my boss. We're kind of like peers. I'm kind of like a big brother to him, to be honest. But um, yeah, okay. I'll give him one more call, and then. I'm telling you, the next time I see him face to face, I'm going to tear into him. I'll tell you exactly what I'm going to tell him. If he were in this room right now, this is what I would say. I would say, Lazaro, I'd look him dead in his eyes. And I would say, listen listen to me. I swear I would. You don't even you don't even want to know. You don't even angels couldn't hear what I would say. Angels couldn't handle it. Yeah. Okay. We just if you get a hold of him, you tell him I want to see him in person. No more phone calls. I eye to eye, nose to nose. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm call- calling him right now. I swear. Let me get the number in. All right, it's ringing. Hello? Hey, uh, you've reached the voicemail of LaZero. Every fucking time. Every time. <sighs> LaZero, this is Boxer. This is like the 20th call, and I feel like you're dodging me. So I don't know what it is. I don't know where you are. You know, you're in the Himalayas or something. A cell service probably, but we've got code red on the podcast. Big issues. So just call me. Just call me when you can. Uh, nah, I'm just messing. I'm here actually. It's not my voicemail. It is I. You, you did anything to tell me? I heard, I heard from James that, you know, there might be might be some things you, you you had to get off your chest yeah i just got nothing to get off my chest just first off hi it like missed you hope europe was good um podcast has been great there's some creative things i want to go over with you uh maybe some contractual stuff uh ndas 
just just standard, you know, TLC for the podcast, um, hosting things and. Um, Sorry, yeah, I feel just, like uh, is that like a buzzing I hear? Like I don't know if the connection is too good right now, but uh, I don't know if no, I'm no, hearing no, no, you. No. It's Are good. You, it's I, good. Uh, I hear you just uh, fine. Uh, there's there's some buzzing. Uh, I don't. Uh, no, 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 no. Hello. Are you? Can you hear me? Can you? Andy hung up. This is uh, the biggest flex. <laughs> we have boxer safe. And Lazero. Good reaction by boxer. And Lazero. Here's the right move from boxer. And also Lazero's here. In boxer's favor. Boxer safe. And Lazero. Uh, we've way. got a douche town center scenario. Oh my goodness, I just saw it. This uh, is the biggest flex <laughs> in the decider of a show match. Gonna get CJ with the Castle Age douche. Boxer safe. And Lazero. Boxer. Lazero. Boxer safe. And Lazero. Boxer. Lazero. Boxer safe. And Lazero. We have the biggest flex, 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 Welcome, everyone, to the show. Welcome back, friend of the show, <laughs> Zero. Uh, we had him on some of the earlier episodes. Uh, so those legacy listeners, a uh, little blast from the past. Zero, welcome. Welcome. We we uh, it's been a while since you've been on. This is an age Age of Empires two podcast. It is. It hasn't changed. Here. It hasn't it hasn't become the Boxer Saint. Um, Twitch stream it hasn't it hasn't rebranded yet or or what have you? Uh, we're working on it. There's oh, so much paperwork you got to do to move things over, and you know Twitch has their law department, and um, I don't know. I think I think it's really at this point it's kind of like name your price, you know, and then I just like you know backspace backspace backspace, you know, exactly. You understand? TV. You understand um, what it is. I was I was gonna say that I feel like uh, these uh, pre-show bits have built to this. This is like. The end of season one of the uh, the pre-show manager talk. Yeah, trying to get a hold, get a hold left, on a, left on a cliffhanger. I like that. <laughs> um, Actually, I was so going to mention about about me being a guest, right? Um, I was I was a, I was a guest on another show on the on the gaming together show or whatever a week ago, and they're joking that I I'm so good at my job that I've become a special attraction to my own podcast <laughs> yeah it's called uh you're just expanding you're scaling you're scaling the empire out but by, by no but by like cre- creating a false sense of scarcity i've be- made myself a bigger deal by appearing a yeah. lot less shows so there you that's go napoleonic. that's napoleonic stuff you're just you're playing <laughs> the the above the board game What's going on? Speaking of the board in AOE right now, these days, or or do you want to do um, more intro shenanigans first? Let's. Uh, I like to tease, like some. You, you always have to tease something to make mm. people wait. Yeah, um, I don't know how to. I, yeah, I don't know how to do this anymore. Here's so how I would tease our, our. I would tease our ender ending and just be like, "Hey, at the end of the show, there's a huge dust up 
between two former friends, maybe still <laughs> friends, maybe enemies, two giant figures in the uh, Age of Empires space. Just oh, can't did come I, to did an I agreement. actually can't lose boxes? A, a logical. Or is this my internet having trouble here? This this may be the greatest greatest tease where I I just end up doing a solo show because I can no longer hear Boxer saying. Although maybe Boxer saying hears me, but I'm not seeing the recording picking him up. So I don't I don't know what happened here. Uh, but welcome welcome to the AOE podcast. Uh, I'm hoping Boxer saying will inform me uh, if everything is all right. Um, this could not be PC froze. This is I I don't know I think I have a feeling that Box is saying is just trying to get back at me for all the things you know all the staying away forever all the all the constant you know dodging his calls all right and this is his way to get back at me um, but yeah we'll we'll see if uh, he makes it back here and we're back uh, sorry guys. I was, I was just mentioning Box is saying that uh, you know I I left you uh, your call hanging in the Himalayas and. Here you are, you know, leaving the call, you know, leaving me to do a solo show in retribution. Yeah, I mean, it was not, it was not because I am in my hot tub and dropped my phone. So if you, <laughs> if you thought that's what it was, that is not what happened. Obviously, I'm more professional than that. Um, yeah, so we did. We at the end of the show, we just have a debate between two major figures and in the Age of Empires space and. See if we can break down both sides, and uh, and yeah, we'll see what you guys think about that. For now, personal gaming, personal updates. You've got a lot of updates. You've been gone for a while. Um, what do I think the know? people deserve a little bit of an answer. Where you been? What's going on? Where been? Uh, I've been. I've been visiting. Well, I, over the summer, I visited family. Uh, so, you know, my grandparents and all that. So, uh, yeah, it was. It was. That's where I was at. Um, no, I did not get a chance to play any RTS games while there. Um, although I did play like the very first like Brood War <laughs> a couple of years back when I was in Europe. Uh, yeah. Um, but but no, I, I, I don't I don't have any lots of AOE updates. I did have an inkling though. I would say the last week to go back and play some play some Age of Empires. Um, I did when I was gonna be on the show. I think a month ago, I did take a look. I did play a little bit. Well, I okay. So <laughs> I'm gonna put my, paint myself in a bad picture here. Um, last month there was a moment where I essentially like there was a new expansion, right? The 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 Rome one, right? The mm-hmm. Yep. And return then, to Rome. Return to Rome. And then I just like realized, oh no, it's a game mode in the game. But I didn't yep. know that. And I was setting up to record with Matt about it. <laughs> it didn't fall through. Like we we had some problems, but but I was just laughing. I'm like, wow, I'm so out of the loop. I didn't realize this was a separate game mode. But then they include the Civ in the new game. It's and then they're doing the original AOE things in the camp. I don't know. I there was a lot going on there. Um, but long story short, um, I played a couple of, <laughs> I did manage to play a couple of the newer campaigns, and that's that's pretty much uh, where I'm at. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the new Civ, the Roman Civ in mm-hmm. AOE two. It's it's pretty unique. I don't know if you've played with them at all, but they no, get, are they are they, they like get, are they like AOE one Civs or no? No, this okay. is AOE two. It's an AOE two Civ. Okay. Um, 
I don't even know that they have any real special skins. You know, the their unique units are kind of already been in the game. I guess mm-hmm. they were in campaigns or something. But they get double double blacksmith upgrades. So you research mm. armor once. Or just the armor. They get double blacksmith armor. So you research armor once and you get it twice. Which is really cool. Makes for very stout infantry. Mm. And I think it may just be infantry armor. This I'm putting myself on the spot. Do, do you have they actually? Yep. Sorry, have they actually finally gotten infantry to be viable in AOE? Like since the time I've been gone, I think still try. It's more viable, but it's still not. You don't see infantry like across the board. But well, with with Romans, mm-hmm. you could viably do like full men at arms rush in feudal if you wanted to. Because mm-hmm. my my thing that I like I think about as well is like. Is there a way to get over that that speed disadvantage of infantry, right? Well, like, w- w- would there be some kind of cast slows, like a way to slow down enemy units? I don't know if like the Romans had a, I don't know, clay clay traps or, or, or like mud traps or something, and I like you just you just like you can trap cavalry units so you can actually catch up to them, stuff like that. I'll tell you what, they have they have good siege. Mm-hmm. Their scorpions fire faster. Their scorpions are super cheap. I think the scorpions cost less gold than a single archer because they get 60% gold discount automatically on scorps. So you can basically field scorpions like you're fielding archers. And with that, you, they have to bring the fight to you. They can't just leave your infantry and your cheap scorpions shooting up their village. So Roman Romans are nice. Romans are pretty are pretty tight. I haven't played them a lot just because I do a lot of team games. I'm on flank, I play archers, but uh but they're a good they're a good civ. And I don't think they're overpowered. Um not a lot oh, of the strat- Do you play team games with strats? Is that is that how you play them now? Like the flanks have to be archer civs? Yeah, I we really haven't gone over that as a uh as a podcast. It's probably worth doing <laughs> i like how i just right found now. this topic when we, we, we you actually put in the effort to like make a list i'm like this is interesting to me let me talk about <laughs> right, classic classic executive level thought like, oh this is a good plan but how about you do this random thing instead um, now let's talk team games because that's most of what i play team games yeah if you're talking 4v4s or 3v3s of course you've got your pocket who are the inside guys um and you get your flanks who are on the outside meaning they're right next to an enemy player, whereas mm-hmm. the pockets are right next to one or, or right next to two friendly players. Um, pockets usually go cavalry, so you want them to have basically a sieve with bloodlines and at least cavalier. So if you have bloodlines and you have cavalier and maybe husbandry, sorry, Teutons, bloodlines, cavalier, upgrade, and... Um, and husbandry, then you're a cav so You can play pocket. Is that uh, also a movement thing? Is that a movement thing, like just to get to your teammates when there's fights? Yeah, because 4v4 maps are so big, Teutons really struggle to respond to the other cav player and the other archer player. They can't always be. Sometimes your pocket has to go to the other side and help out, and Teutons just really can't do that and get back to support their flank fast enough. So I wouldn't play Teutons much higher than a 3v3. That's just me. Um, yeah, Cav, Cav on the inside, Archers on the outside is kind of the standard. 
And then, then, like, when you have 3v3, would you have that one calf sieve then and do archer sieves, or would you do it differently? Yeah, one calf, two archers. Actually, the way I've been playing it, um, 3v3 is really hard as a pocket. Mm-hmm. 4v4, pocket's easy, because you kind of just sit back and boom a little bit. You make scouts and feudal, but you're, you're usually pretty safe. 3v3 pocket is hard, because you got to support both sides, and you kind of got to see where's the other pocket at. Where's he sending scouts to? Because I need to match him and make that an even fight. So when we play threes, which is rare, I'll take a sieve like Chinese or um, what else might I play? Like Berbers or something. Mm -hmm. Basically a sieve Huns, a sieve where I can play into archers or I can play into scouts. Um, And then if if I'm paired up against their flank and they're just straight archers, I might just go knights all the way. Um, or I might make a switch into archers mid castle to throw them off. And I kind of treat it like a one V one, especially mm-hmm. if my other side is putting enough pressure to keep their pocket over there, then I can just, you know, go toe to toe with the flank. Um, but I don't do that. I don't do that in fours In fours. I just open two ranges and just start massing archers. <laughs> and that's usually a pretty safe, pretty safe play. Have you have you found that like when you're playing, we'll say team games or like one v one games, that like there's a big difference between your level when you're playing a um, a cav sieve versus a archery sieve at this point. What do you mean? Like I'm better with one over the other? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, do do you feel a difference or not really? So I think a this is this is legitimate. I've got a Kobe Bryant quote on my whiteboard. I'm looking right at it. Yeah. And it says, uh, he's talking about when he played in the summer leagues. They played a mm-hmm. lot. I guess this was like high school. Um, and he also played in, I think he played in Italy. Like he, he lived, he grew up in Europe for a little bit playing basketball over there. Um, they said there were so many games I would play to my weaknesses to get better. Mm. So if he couldn't dribble on his left, he would always dribble on his left until he got it figured out. So that's how I wound up. Most players don't want to play flank because archers are hard. But when I started playing with, with my buddies, they were all three, four elo higher, three, four hundred elo higher than me, mm-hmm. and I volunteered for flank every time and got beat the crap up. Um, just I just played defensive, just automatically open skirms, started walling early, until I got archers figured out. And so now I play predominantly archers in team games and in one v ones. And just because I think knights are so easy, like scouts and knights, because here's the difference with archers, you have to maintain that archer mass. If you lose 10 or 15 archers in feudal, you're behind the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. You can lose all of your scouts <laughs> in feudal, and it really doesn't matter because you're going to switch into knights. So you're not building really a scout mass. Um, yeah, that's, that's why I think knights are just easier to play. Mm-hmm. You guys are probably hearing my discord uh, well uh, um no that was a good question so i've i played to my weakness and now archers are my strength it's crazy crazy how that like kind of happens though without your yeah. uh, your know-how your want of it happening you know kobe kobe wisdom Kobe wisdom black, black mamba that's why they call me the white mamba out there all right so apart from that apart from that basic like four we'll say four year strat like what what is like a typical mid game end game type thing that you'll do in those kind of teams games um 
just some general advice when you hit imperial age you usually need to think about setting up trade no -hmm. matter what the map is you need to think about trade because unless you're just winning unless you're close to closing it out you need to set up trade because if somebody sets up trade and you don't they're going to (laughs) have endless gold and they're going to be fighting your trash units with their gold units so that's one thing but really you just keep massing the archers you keep your pocket keeps massing cavalier and you rarely get into a scenario where it's like i need light cav or i need halbs or something or Mm -hmm. skirms are almost never on the field if you're making skirms it's because you've lost your base and you're trying to just you know contribute to the fight um but yeah you you make arb your buddy makes cavalier if they can get into paladin good but you don't have to Usually by that point, somebody's got to get the upper hand. One side's losing, and and one side's not. Is that balance faster than than a one v one sometimes? Like, how do you feel? How do you feel? Um, mm-hmm. It can be. We've ended some games in feudal, where we just crushed. Depends on how high level. The lower the elo of the players, mm-hmm. the more likely they'll play on. But high level guys, when you just destroy their flank. They know, and they're like, "All right, we're out." They they do that that uh, they give you that at least that you know at least it actually I imagine like four v four especially pre made teams like is it is it hard to find like when you find a team it's either going to be a bunch of people fooling around or a bunch of people that are like way too good like is there is is, is like a bad balance compared to what you're used to or how do you feel we about have that? we kind of see. So we play at about 13 to 1400 team game ELO and mm-hmm. we face off with players that are anywhere from 1200 to 1600. Sometimes we'll find a 17 that we play against. Um, but it's really like a full team of 1600s. It's more like a 16, a 14 and a couple 12s or that, that makes sense. It's someone who like plays the game a lot with their buddies who played yeah. it a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you get a sense real quick who the, who the top player is and, um, and he'll put pressure on you, but but now the teams teams are pretty even, really. You ever target we'll some him? Nights. You ever look at the highest elo and just target target that guy? So here's a I did a a uh, a show match a few weeks ago with Mike Jet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a streamer on Twitch, and it was USA team versus an Australian team, and we had I was a fifteen hundred, I was a top elo, they had a fifteen hundred, and then we both teams had a thirteen, a twelve, and a nine hundred. So that was was pretty even teams, but not even players basically. And I specifically looked at their other their fifteen hundred, and I went after him every game. And uh, one time, I was flank, and I had the thirteen hundred in my pocket. We walked <laughs> into like the nine hundred right in front of me and just smashed him, just really pushed him aside. <laughs> And then we walked into his pocket, who was 1,200, and just pushed him to the side. And then I finally found this, the 1,500 playing the other pocket, and we went at his base and just annihilated him. And that was game one, and it was game over. Um, but yeah, I took him out every single game. And I told him about it afterwards. He didn't realize that's what we were doing. <laughs> They're targeting him? Wow. Him. Unbelievable. Um, I mean, you're, you're just the worst. I don't, I don't want to ever meet you in a game, I guess. You don't want to meet me in a game. You don't want to meet me in an alley. You don't want to meet me. That's bad. Bad things happen. But yeah, team games are fun. If if you let's talk about pocket and flank real quick. If you yeah, haven't yeah, played a lot online, mm-hmm. 
you you can determine in ranked uh, team games, you can determine if you're flank or pocket based on the number you choose. So each team will either be like the warm colors, red, yellow, orange. What's the other one? Gray. Mm-hmm. Or you'll be the cool colors, which is blue, teal, green, gray. So the other one's not gray. It's like purple or something. I don't know. Um, and those are numbered two, four, six, eight, or one, three, five, seven, one and seven. So the outside numbers, those are flanks. And then three and five, those are your pocket. So if you choose the three color, you're in the pocket. And then same thing on red two or on the even numbers, two and eight, that's the flank. And then four and six, that's the pocket. So that's how you know where you're going to land on the map. Uh, and then from there, choose a calf sieve if you're in pocket, choose an archer sieve if you're in, uh, if you're in flank. And that's it. That's the etiquette. <laughs> that's the you etiquette. Don't have to always, you don't have to do that, but if you're playing with randoms, that's what they're going to expect from you. Wow. So now that you know this, there's like anyone listening is just going to ignore that, right? They're just going to not listen to anything you just said. That's how, <laughs> that's how randoms do it. Usually it's a race for pocket. Like one guy is like spamming, trying to get to the pocket number and he'll get really mad. I've seen people quit. If you don't let them be pocket, I've seen people, especially in arena go and wall in their allies resources and wall in their allies town center for not letting them be pocket. I've seen some toxicity with that, (laughs) but that's rare. It'd be funny if someone doesn't even know though. Right. Yeah. Well, Yeah. We, we were playing arena. It was the other team that did it. And all of a sudden they just quit. And we're like, what's going on? And they were like, report player seven or whatever. And uh, when the game was over, it revealed the map. And we go over there and he <laughs> walled in his ally. <laughs> oh. So easy, easy ELO. Easy ELO. All right, we can we can probably uh, a little, little bit of multiplayer stuff. But I, I know you want to get to some maps. So I don't know if you want. Want to go into that now, or you're, are we are we just doing it by my way, and we just kind of go wherever we go? What what are you feeling right now, Box? You're the executive producer. I'm just the face and the talent. This okay. So while you, you are definitely the talent, um, but I was just gonna say, uh, let that. Okay, let's do a little bit maps review. Okay, what 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 maps? Give me give me one map you want to talk about this this episode. Okay, 1v1 map pool is amazing right now, which is okay. good because we had trash map pools. Um, I don't think I even played ones on the last map pool. It was so bad. But let's look and see. Let's talk about Enclosed. Enclosed okay. hasn't been here for a while. Enclosed is... Let me give you guys some... Uh, some bit of the information. Am- some ambiance. So enclosed, you start with, oh man, this is all messed up. So you start enclosed, surrounded by wood, basically. Uh, One side of your map is going to be open. And across that open side, you're going to see some rocky terrain. And you can't build on that. Mm -hmm. So all the wood basically is in the center. There's some patches outside, but not a lot. Um, It's almost like a... Uh, black forest or arena or hideout clump, like big 
thing of forced wood. Um, wall that in quickly. You know, get your TC walled in around the time you get into feudal. But you can't build on the outside ring, which causes a problem because you're going to have <laughs> gold and stone and berries and deer outside of that ring. And you like this map? <laughs> I do like this map. It makes for some fun because it's, it's an true, aggressive actually, map. It's true, actually. If... If if they if um if we only use map pools that like RTS players want, we'd have like the blandest. Everyone has exactly oh, the amount of resources they need in maps, you know. Are you mentioning StarCraft? That's, that's I didn't mention it, but it it was definitely floating in the air. Um, but this is an aggressive map, so archers mm-hmm. are good here because they can push in. It's hard to really cover your berries and your gold, um, with one tower usually so you can you can drop a tower if you're not com- comfortable playing aggressive and maybe protect one of those resources but um but yeah archers could hear scouts aren't great because you can small wall those resources and scouts become a little useless for a minute uh what else one thing i saw a streamer use uh her name's daniela aoe she's small she walled in her tc you know, with all that wood that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then the other side, across the stone, across the gravel, she kind of had a second base and walled it in, you know. I guess she was in the kind of a corner. Um, it was There were some big walls, but it also wasn't terrible. So she kind of treated it like two different bases and walled them in. So that's something you can look at. But expect archers. Um and just think about tower dropping if you can't handle that. It, That's enclosed. There you go. Um, do you, is so you're saying the map was really good? Like, I what what would be the big comparison between let's just say someone who played a year and a half ago or two years ago? Like, what what do you think the general direction of map design or the maps that are used in the pool? What do they have that those those maps didn't? Or well, why is it less frustrating? When I talk about a bad map pool, I'm talking about a lot of hybrid maps. Mm-hmm. You know, throwing water elements in, especially at RELO, it can be it, hit or miss. It's its own thing. Like it, it, it just isn't the game you're used to playing, so it just becomes like a coin float. Yeah, and it's a snowball, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't go water and your opponent does, they can snowball that food and destroy you. And then it's just like, why don't I even play this game? If you do go water, but you go harder than them, and they like <laughs> hit you harder on land, then they're going to kill all your vills. And what's your what's the use of your water? So there's a, a fine balance that we we just don't see water enough to get used to it. Um, the other bad map pulls would be like a lot of closed maps. So you got arena, black forest, um, maybe even hideout. Fortress has been on here a whole lot. So if you've got three or four closed maps to where you can't ban them, that becomes a frustrating map for me. But clown players, and I use that term with as much respect as I can build, <laughs> um, clown players probably hate this map pool because Haboob is super open. Um, enclosed, like I mentioned, way open. Arabia. Kawasan is in the map pool. It's kind of... Uh, a hybrid map. There's four ponds with some fish you can go get. 
Uh, one thing I'll say about Kalasan, there's a bunch of berries in the middle. Ignore them. It's a red herring. The berries are useless. <laughs> comes in super slow. There's a lot of free food there, but it just comes in too slow to be useful. Even if you're Franks and you spam it, it's just not good. So go for the pawns. Um, usually if you lose pawns, you at least get one, if not two. So it's it's very rare to see that snowball. Yeah. Okay. Um, any other any other map you want to uh, mention here? Uh, we'll hit team games real quick. The okay, team, team game games. Maps. Yes, this is the team game themed episode dubbed right now. Continue. Team game maps are pretty standard. Migration, Black Force. They've been there a couple times. Nomad, Arabia Arena. Four Lakes is the team game map right now. You, we mm-hmm. usually see it in 1v1s. Uh, there's four pawns and, of course, eight players. You're, the way that the last game I played, our pockets shared a pond, and then the <laughs> flanks had to go you know, fight on their pond. So that's probably how you're going to see most of it. I'm trying to think if there's an orientation... I guess you could get it set up to where you and your pocket share a pond and that's how it is. There's no real contested ponds because your bases are in the way. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the way we were set up, we had to go fight over the pond. So keep that in mind. Uh, Yucatan is out there. Here's here's an interesting note on Yucatan. I had not seen this. I had not played Yucatan in 4v4s, I guess, until this week. Um Everybody knows Yucatan, tons of food, and there's small little rivers that partially block you from your from your enemies. If you get lucky, you can drop like 10 walls and be completely mm-hmm. walled in. Um, if you get really lucky, like I did, so I was flank. I've said that before, right? I like to play the flank. I start, I find my river, and it's completely locked in between me <laughs> and my pocket. So I turned from a flank into a deep pocket. Yeah, just the gin. The gin was weird. So your your luck your luck uh, got you to yeah. What did you do in this game that that you now have no no uh, predators or people who can attack you in your area? So we're debating, and we're like, well, do I go to the water? You know, I'm kind of transport over, or do I? I got a flank sieve. I got archers. So like, what am I supposed to do? I think I had Saracens. So we keep following the river and my <laughs> we assumed that my pocket was now a flank he even said that he goes oh, i guess i'm flank now we keep following the river he doesn't have an opening either so now he's a pocket so we go over to the other pocket he doesn't have an opening we go to that flank he's got the only opening to the enemy so it's like two flanks and three pockets um and, and you all just fought in one area is that what ended up happening Pretty much, they all just funneled into that one opening, and there was a lot of fighting going on there. That's kind of a fun one. From the deep pocket, is what I called myself, from the deep pocket, I actually did make transports and tried to do a castle drop, but that failed. Um, So then they transported over to me, and then they tried to do... The same thing. Maybe a castle drop. They had knights, and they had villagers, but we had already seen it. And I had a castle up and we responded and killed him. <laughs> you thought of the idea first, so there's no way they're going to surprise you with it. Yeah. So I guess the moral of that story is if you get Yucatan, especially in fours, go scout those rivers early and figure out what are you dealing with and, uh, <laughs> and keep an eye on those rivers too. Amazing. And that's it. That's all I got for the, for the team games. Pretty good team game, Matt Pool. 
We there you go. Heated. No, that's fun. I like that story. Uh, yeah, I think we'll continue on here and get to the uh, the main event that you've uh, previewed in the beginning of this episode. Are you uh, are you ready to uh, get me into the only thing you know the, the the thing that I'm here for, the thing that wakes me up to uh, listen to Age of Empires? Um, Civ debates between the top two players of all time. <laughs> yeah. So. Hera and Viper have been having, I don't know if it's like a YouTube off, like where they're making the <laughs> contrasting YouTube videos, um, but they've been debating the viability of Dravidians. And here's here's the problem with the Dravidian sieve. Let me bring them up. And they actually got a very nice buff recently. I don't know if you've heard about it, but they, Dravidians, their siege weapons cost 33% less wood. Um, that was just I did random. hear about this. Yeah, yeah. And I think they also look at that tech tree. They also got BBC added, so bombard cannons. Yeah, so they got bombard cannons added, and they got the siege weapons reduced cost. Um, so kind of like a mix between slavs, because slavs get cheaper siege weapons. Um, and they're also a little bit of a mix of Ethiopians in the sense that Dravidian skirmishers and elephant archers attack 25% faster. Okay. Whereas the Ethiopians get faster attacking crossbows. Um, and so what's what's the disagreement here in this YouTube off? If they're good. If it's a but good who's, who's saying what is essentially and like why? Like what is what are their reasons for, for saying these things? Here's the thing. I don't know. You don't I'm know if, well, which, which side is Hera on? Okay, I don't even know that much. Here's oh that's how goodness. little I pay attention. To you these you just use this as a setup to talk about the Civ and give your no, own I've thoughts. I've heard, on. like I've seen their videos where it's like, "Are Dravidians good?" Question mark. And then there's Hera with like that face, like what? Um, <laughs> but I ain't watching that. I know enough about the Dravidians. Um, <laughs> they're good and bad. The problem with Dravidians: uh, no bloodlines, no husbandry. But also no knights, also no camels, also no hussar. So they get they have three <laughs> stable units. They have the scout, which is one. He can be upgraded to the light cav, which is two. And they also have the battle elephant, which is three, who doesn't even get elite battle elephant. So they have a terrible stables. Um, you can't make knights in a in a pinch to go fight siege. You can't make camels if there's a lot of knights on the field. So like, um, what what do you do with them? So archers are great. They get fully upgraded archers all the way through. Um, they have half price barracks technologies. So men at arms rush is good. Uh, pikemen again, kind of a throwback. Ethiopians get free pikemen upgrade. Uh, Dravidians get half price pikemen upgrade. So pikemen's good. They get fully upgraded champions, fully upgraded halberdiers. They get Woot Steel, which infantry and cavalry attacks ignore armor. So it's an even bigger buff to champions and halberdiers. Um, and I mentioned the skirmishers and elephant archers attack faster. Both of those, skirms and LA archers, are basically anti-archer units. So, arch, I mean, elephant archers can kill anything, but they're very beefy and they're good against archers. So they're an archer sieve. They're an anti-archer sieve. <laughs> They're an infantry sieve. And then going back to the stables, that light cab unit, they get 
all the upgrades except for Imperial Age armor. They do not get Hussar, but Woot still makes them ignore armor. So that's basically a... If you're fighting a Teutonic Knight, that's a that's a huge upgrade for that light cab. So Teutonic Knights get... Let me look. So, so what you're telling me here, that's kind of ultra-civ-specific as to how effective they're going to be? Given, given this idea, like, well, the, the more for, armor you have, the, mm-hmm. the better more armor you. you have, the better the Dravidians are pan out. You. Yeah. But they're also very just kind of linear. They're going to go archers. They cannot go knights. They cannot go camels. It's going to be an archer sieve. So if you make a bunch of skirms, I guess they just make light cab and move on. <laughs> now, there's, the siege is good, though, right? Bombard cannons. Uh, Fully so maybe, upgraded siege onager, fully does upgraded it, heavy scorpion. Is it better than other archer sieves? I guess is the question. I kind of, I kind of think of them like Vietnamese, right? Or and maybe Britons. They're pretty. You know what they're going to do. They're pretty straightforward, pretty predictable. Um, if you wanted to go infantry, we talked about making infantry viable. This is the sieve to do it because they get all the upgrades. They even get new gambesons. Um, Woot still is nice. Their unique unit is infantry. He's okay. Um, they are missing siege engineers, which is plus one range and 20% more damage to buildings. That's tough for a siege sieve, which they're kind of becoming. Um, they get 200 extra wood when advancing to the next stage. That makes wood not a problem. That's very Vietnamese like, also reminiscent of Ethiopians. Um, so that, I think that's it with a weak stable you're never going to make their battle elephants they're absolute trash with a weak stable it's hard to just go infantry and, and archery range so you're stuck you're stuck essentially doing what you can't do the unique thing you kind of just do the thing the, the pretty linear thing because it's the only yep. thing that works yeah, yeah well yeah, that's what happens sometimes. I, for for all the different AOE, like the newer AOE civs that they're implementing, there are times when it's like, we tried to do something cool and unique, but <clears throat> sometimes trying to go too many directions at once just leads you with one better way to go, right? Yeah. I, if I had to guess on Viper and Hera without hearing them, yeah, I would say tell uh, at Boxer saying if he's uh, if he was if what he said was similar to what what he's about to yeah. say is is it what they said? Yeah. yeah, hit me on Reddit, hit me on Twitter <laughs> if this is what they say or not. Um, I would say Harris says Dravidians are a great sieve, strong eco, <clears throat> um, good openings with the men at arms, fully upgraded archers. It's got siege weapon bonuses so you can make a lot of siege and as long as you can micro archers are heavy micro siege is heavy micro as long as you can micro you can play dravidians and it's amazing and then i'd say vipers probably saying it's not a very flexible sieve doesn't have a lot of options and it's not good for lower elo yes if you're a pro and you can micro you can play anything but for the average person out there that's watching a viper stream and trying to learn from him you're probably not going to do very good with Dravidians. That's what I would think. There you go. Boxer Saints said it. 
take it as a uh, gospel, I guess. Um, well, there you go. I think, I think this is probably where we're going to you know, close out the show here. Um, I know we had a slight hiccup earlier on, but I'm, I don't know. Less boxers saying you got some, you got some life changing revelations to tell our listeners right now. Um, I just think the best thing they can do is just keep listening to the show. You know, <laughs> people call me, message me all the time, telling me how I've changed their life through this show, <laughs> and I believe it. You know, that's what I'm here for. That's what I, that's what I'm doing this for. So keep those coming. And uh, man, I got a whole list of like of like endings I wanted to try, but I don't have them on me. So <laughs> I like um, the page flip though. Oh, that's a nice touch. Yeah. Was that a good, was that a good, uh, just have a page yeah, around I'm, always makes sound like you're, yeah, yeah. Um, from my, my side of things, uh, this definitely intrigued me. Um, we shall see when I will be back. Uh, perhaps I'll, I'll get a better, uh, cell phone provider and call Bakker's name back. Who knows? Um, it's been maybe, good having you on the show. Um, yeah. I'll have my manager talk to your manager and uh, we'll bring you back sometime soon. Oh, are we not both managed by James? Is that not what's happening? He didn't is, tell me that, is he? Does, is he your manager? Sorry, I haven't revealed who my manager is. So okay. if it's stick James, around, come back around to know to know who it is. If it's James, then I'm getting somebody else. I'm going to see who, who managed Kobe. That's who I, I believe the name of my manager is Hamez. Okay, that's... <laughs> That's all the <laughs> names when you pulled out. That works. Well, the joke. The anyway, the joke is anyway. Uh, is this a Pokemon joke? I don't know Pokemon. No, Hamas, James. No, okay. Anyway, um, like oh, I'm just you. saying okay. James with anyway. Uh, Spanish. So a joke is. <laughs> you may know AOE, AOE, but have you heard of a joke before? Box just saying. I thought you were talking like Hera. I thought that was like Hera's. Oh, I should have. I should have found Hera's name. You're, you're better like at this that. than I am. You're what a better host. Um, speaking of better hosts, I'm sure you'll have boxers name back in your ears uh, in October. Uh, but for now, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Have a great one. Play some AOE. Play some team games. See how the strats works out. And we'll be back soonish. Peace. GG.